welcome to What You Said Podcast. My name is Kaylee Elwell, and I am the owner of Kaylee Elwell Designs. I design magnificent branded experiences for businesses of all sizes. Through working with me, my clients design and discover their brand story so they can build relationships with their customers. They learn how to tell their story so they don't have to sell their story. I am so excited to let you all know that after today's guest on the podcast, there's a big announcement and something I am so thrilled to share and celebrate with you all. I want to take a quick moment to say thank you so much for all your support this year, as this will be the last episode of 2020. Can you believe it? Of course, I had to end 2020 on brand. And today on the podcast, I have Malika Malhotra of Mickey Photo & Co. She's an award-winning brand builder, professional photographer, business mentor, and author of the Brand Photography Playbook. After years of working in corporate advertising, she now helps women entrepreneurs master their story, show up as the face of their business, and create their brand empires. It is her mission to empower women to stop hiding and to start engaging as leaders. She is a strong believer in getting out of your comfort zone, taking action, and implementing ideas. Her friends and clients call her the brand energizer. When she's not taking pictures or building brands, she's at home with her three sons and husband, drinking coffee or red wine, and dreaming about their next global adventure. So without further ado, Malika Malhotra. Hi, Malika. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here talking with you. I'm so excited. I've been watching so many interviews that you've been doing lately, and it's so it's so humbling and honoring to have you on. And this is my last podcast episode for 2020, so I had to do it in a big way and celebrate, and there's no one better to have on than you. So, Oh, awesome. you're so sweet. Thank you so much. Let's end 2020 with a bang. Yeah, exactly. So please introduce yourself and the awesome work that you do. Sure. So my name is Malika Malhotra. I am the founder of Miki Photo & Co. And I work with women entrepreneurs. I help them build their brands. I help them master their message, become the face of their business. My mission has always been to help women stop playing small and to really step into leadership. And I do that through storytelling and strategy and visibility. And I've been doing this for about 12 years already. So it's been quite an evolution from when I started, but I love what I do and the clients that I serve. Absolutely. And it definitely shines through all of the posts that you do, all the content that you put up and the work that you do. Every time you see a client, they're always glowing after working with you. So it's so cool. And how did you come up with this idea for your business? What's your brand story? So like I said, I started about 12 years ago and I started really in children's and family photography because at the time I had two young sons and we were living in California and we were far away from our family. Our family lived in New Jersey and New York and it used to break my heart that my family didn't know who my kids were, their personalities. And so I used the camera as a tool to tell their story. And it became this creative outlet for me. It really, it was almost like a lifeline, I have to say, because I was alone in the new state. I didn't have many friends. All of my family was on the other coast. And my husband was working a really demanding job. And it was just me and my two little boys. And so I used the camera to tell their stories, but to also just feed my curiosity and my creativity. 
And over time, I started doing pictures of the kindergarten class. And then people asked me to take pictures of their families. And I had this little budding business. And I grew that child portraiture business for a few years. And I kept moving because of my husband's job. And finally, when we came to New Jersey, which was about nine years ago, you know, I was in this place where I was doing everything from children's portraits to commercial photography to headshots. I was teaching workshops and I was all over the place. I mean, my own brand was a hot mess. And I decided to just narrow in and focus on the business and the brand photography and just cut out everything else. And it was a big bold move on my part. Like people thought I was crazy. My husband was like, why are you doing this? People are paying you for kids' portraits. But I just knew that I wanted to use my brain in a different way. I wanted to be more strategic. And, you know, I used to work in advertising many years ago before the kids were born. And I just loved like building those campaigns. And I felt like I can build campaigns for the women that I worked with. And I wanted to be more than just a headshot. I wanted to tell their stories and reveal the layers of their business. And so I honed in on that brand photography in 2015 and didn't do anything else for a while, for three years, just brand photography. And then once I became known as kind of an expert and I wrote a book about it, then I started branching out and doing more strategy work because all of the photos that I took were really grounded in strategy. So other people started coming to me about, can you help me with my messaging? And can you help me, you know, tell my story better? And so now 2020, I do both strategy in like a membership that I run as well as a brand photography and then other products that I've launched that really help people build their brand stories, get out there in their visibility in order just to grow a magnetic and money-making business. That's amazing. Yay. <laughs> what? That's so cool. I think it's so relatable, right? Especially for my story and for so many other women out there, you want to use your brain in a different way. And I feel like when you have that nine to five job, not to knock a nine to five job, because there's many great benefits that come with it, but you aren't able to use your brain in all the ways that you want to, and you aren't able to use your creativity in all the ways that you'd like to. And being put inside a box isn't very fun for someone who is very creative. So I definitely think that there's a relatability factor, right, to your story, which is so cool. Can you speak a little bit about the book that you published? Sure. So a few years ago, I wrote a book called The Brand Photography Playbook. You know, I kept getting asked the same questions over and over again. How do you plan, you know, a brand photo shoot that is like your dream shoot about the locations and the props? And how do you pick a brand photographer? And you know, what are the stories that I should be telling? And so when people kept asking me the same questions, I remember opening up a Google Doc and just plugging in the answer so that I wouldn't have to like retype it. And the next thing I knew, I was like, I feel like I have a book here. And it scared the heck out of me, but I made it a goal of mine to take everything, expand upon it, you know, hire a publishing coach to help me get through the process of self-publishing. And I wanted to do it different. I wanted it to be a little bit disruptive. I didn't want it to be a book of just words on paper. I wanted it to feel like a visual experience, mm -hmm. almost like a magazine where the visuals were just as important as the context and the text. So 
I created the book as a way to help my own clients understand what they were getting themselves into, but then it helped so many people. It was, it was a way for me actually to scale my brand and now deliver my expertise across the globe. I mean, it was amazing. I would be selling in South America and Europe, Australia. And it was a way also for me just to elevate my own brand as an expert, because once you write a book, it opens up so many doors for you. So it was definitely not easy, but I hired people to help me. I was committed and I got it done. And I still use that book as a way to help in my marketing, as a, a source for content that I just keep you know, repurposing out there. And I still gift it to every client that works with me for brand photography to get them started. That's so cool. So I've been toying with publishing a book for years now, and I keep writing pages and pages and pages. And then I'm like, nope, this is not it. This is not it. And I think finally through figuring out who I am, what my brand is, what my brand does, and the transformations that I offer, I'm finally like, yes, now I think I have something. So I planned for 2021 to be my year to really plan out that book, write the book, publish and launch the book. So what did that feel like finally having that all done in a nice bounded copy? It was amazing. I mean, it was very validating. I remember when the boxes showed up and I was like holding this beautiful book. It was kind of surreal, you know, my face and my name is on the back and just a way to show my family, you know, sometimes your family or your close friends, if they're not in the industry, they don't really know what you do, right? And so right. this was kind of a way to be like, look, this is what I do. And it just helped me feel more confident. It helped really position me as an authority. So there were so many good things that were associated with a book. I mean, when you write a book, it's not like it's a revenue generator, to be honest. It's not like I could quit my day job and just be like, oh, I wrote a book. But it's a way to open doors. It's a marketing tool. It's a way, you know, when people find out you are an author, it paves the way to you becoming a speaker. It helps you get on podcasts. It helps maybe someone picking you as a brand photographer over someone else because you've written about that. You're an expert about that topic. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's definitely worth exploring if you find that your audience comes to you with certain certain questions over and over again. So it's, you know, more than just your expertise in your story, it's about the needs of your audience. If they keep asking you the same questions, there's something there that you can tap into and dig deeper. And that's what I found that I kept getting asked the same questions. I kept getting tagged in Facebook groups, ask Malika about this. And so I was just compiling all that information and then kind of connecting the dots. And I was like, okay, there's a book here. And I think you hit the nail on the head for our industry as far as branding goes, that you're often asked, what do you do <laughs> and what is branding? So can you give us your definition for what you believe branding is? Yeah, so branding is definitely not your logo. It's not your colors. It's not your website. Those are expressions of your brand. I believe brand Branding is the impression that you make with your audience. It's a story that you're telling that defines who you are, what you stand for, who you serve, and how you're different. I almost say it's like an invitation to your audience that says, this is who I am, this is what I believe in, and I invite you to come play with me, come hang with me over somebody else. And so it's important to get clear on those concepts first of who you are and what you stand for, because if you don't shape your story and if you don't articulate it in a consistent way, your audience might 
make up their own story about what your brand is. And that's the last thing you, you want. Or worse, you can blend in with what other people do. And then you become more like a commodity versus being an expert or an authority in the market. And so it's, I mean, I say this all the time. It's just so important to do the work. I know when you start a business, you're doing all of the things and branding sometimes is put on the back burner. But when you do the work and when you dig deep into your story and you think about your strengths and your skills and the people that you're meant to serve and what their needs are and their desires and their pain points, and you can create offerings that answer those, then your business will explode. But you have to have that story that you tell for your business that's different than others first. Otherwise, yes. how can people remember you? How can they refer you? It's, it's really important work to do. I completely agree. I thank you for that definition. I think that's absolutely beautifully worded because just yesterday I had a referral call for a potential client and you know, he immediately was very dead set. This is who I am. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm asking of you. But the more that I started talking to him and asking him questions, he's like, I already branded. I already know who I am. I already did this. I already did that. And I'm like, well, I'm looking at your, at your website and I'm looking at all of your social media and I don't know who you are. Mm -hmm. So I'm willing to bet that your customer doesn't either. Right. And he was like, but I already have a logo. I'm like, that's not a brand. <laughs> it was just what you said. Right. And the more we started talking, like, tell me your story. Mm -hmm. How'd you get to do this? And we started talking, we started sharing. And the more we talked, the more personal things started to come out of his story, more vulnerable things. And I said that, that my friend is your story. Right. And that needs to be known. That's a beautiful story. I said, you probably think that people will overlook it or not connect to it, but you're wrong because there are people out there that will connect to it. There are people that will relate to it and that there is obviously help that needs to be had as far as making it consistent and clear and all that. But the more we talked, he's like, oh yeah, I do need this. I actually do need this. And I love having those conversations so much with potential clients because they're so dead set on, nope, I know who I am. I know my branding. Right. And I'm like, but well, do it's like, you? It's like boxes that they're checking, right? Instead right. of, you know, thinking about the passion and the purpose and the mission behind it and the emotional connection that you're building with your audience. It's, that is important because it's the brand that's going to give you depth. It's the brand that's going to give you distinction versus yes. other people in your market. And that's where the storytelling is, is vitally important. Absolutely. Can you speak to some of the struggles? I know you keep saying that they kept coming to you with the same questions over and over again, but more recently within COVID and 2020, what are some of the struggles that you see these women that you help come mm -hmm. to you with? Well, a lot of times the women who come to me, they feel really scattered in their messaging. I call it schizophrenia. They seem <laughs> to bounce from one thing to the next because they're trying to appeal to too many people instead of picking a niche and sticking with it consistently. So that's a big problem that I see. It's this, you know, scatteredness. The second is feeling invisible where they're throwing everything out there, but they hear crickets, right? And it's because they're not doing the work that you just said. They're just showing up as almost like a commodity like everybody else, instead of getting a little bit deeper and sharing some of the vulnerable stories, sharing the why behind their business, sharing you know, what they believe in. That's what's gonna create that connectivity with their audience. 
a lot of my clients, they also suffer from imposter syndrome. You know, they feel like they're not ready for this or they're not worthy of this. And that often comes because they're not confident in their story. They haven't figured it out. They haven't defined it. They don't know themselves well enough or have done the work to let those stories get shaped. And once they do the work, what I see as a transformation on the other end is this beautiful confidence that comes, this beautiful clarity that comes so that when they are at a networking event and they have to do an elevator pitch, it's easy. It flows because they know who they are. They know how they're different. They know what they believe in. You see it in their Instagram or on their Facebook posts. They have a strong opinion about something. It's not watered down and they're trying to appeal to everyone. They have a specific client, they have a specialization and they have a strong opinion and it could be polarizing, but they don't care because they want to attract the right people and repel the people that they should not be serving anyway. Yeah, exactly. Those are some of the things that people come to me and sort of the outcome that comes out of working with me. Mm -hmm. And I can speak to that because the first time that you and I spoke just to get to know each other, I told you, I think that was a couple of months ago because I was still not quite sure yet. I was teetering on the on one side of things and the other side of things. And just through one simple conversation with you, it was so clear what I should be doing. So you definitely have this gift of pulling and extracting from somebody in a conversation what their personality is and what they should be essentially telling and selling. Thank you. I think it's hard when you're in your business and you're like in the weeds of your business and you're so close to everything. It's hard to see that aerial Mm -hmm. perspective. It's hard to kind of connect the dots between different things that help build that story. And that's what I love to do is to like, take the ideas that people have, their skills, their strengths, and then like find that common thread that they can then pull out that helps differentiate, makes them distinctive, helps them, you know, rise above the noise. Because that's what we all want at the end of the day is to not look like everybody else, to be recognized for our skills and our strengths and you know, our special sauce and attract the clients and grow our businesses. Exactly. And I think you do that really beautifully in your Facebook group. Yeah. So talk a little bit about that. What is the purpose of this Facebook group? How many members do you have? Who's allowed into it? What kind of engagement do you have? Sure. So I started the Facebook group maybe two years ago and I was actually on the fence. Like, do I need to create something else to manage? But my brand is a very kind of high touch brand. I think I love to get intimate with my audience. I love to help and to hear what they're struggling with. And so I decided to do it. I decided to create this space so that I can attract women entrepreneurs, female entrepreneurs who are in service-oriented industries or makers, but all of us feel like we're in some saturated markets. And I wanted to use my expertise of being a photographer, but also being a branding specialist, what can I do from that perspective of the visual storytelling as well as the strategic branding to help these women stand out, to help them rise above the noise, to help them attract clients? What ideas can I share with them so that they feel like that they're inspired, empowered to kind of keep moving along? And so right now I have about, I think over 500 members And what I love about it is that there's a sense of community. There's no competition. Everyone is there really to support each other, to learn new ideas, to ask questions. And even if I don't answer, there are people that come in to respond and comment. 
So I feel like I'm attracting the right people. And then from a business perspective, I think what Facebook groups offer is it allows you to nurture a group of cold leads very quickly. People who might not know you, you can nurture them, you can share your expertise, you can ask questions, you can poll them, you can use them as almost like a lab to test ideas out that you as the business owner want to launch or introduce. I often am hearing the pain points of my ideal client and using that language in my marketing. It's all in there, in that group, because there's conversations that are being had. So I think, you know, if you are committed to being a consistent presence in a Facebook group, it's worth having. But there's nothing worse than joining a Facebook group and then there's no engagement. Like the leader is MIA. So you have to decide if you're going to do it and commit. So what I do is I have a day every month that I pre-program content. So I spend two hours batching and I pre-program content for the next month. I actually did this just this weekend for December and I drop everything in so that it's done. And then I also do a brand power hour every month, which is part of that Facebook group where it's really just like a live Q&A, ask me anything type of group. Sometimes we have themes, sometimes we don't, but it's a way for people just to share what's working, what's not working with your businesses and brands. Where do you have struggles? What can we help each other with? And during COVID, I think we all are craving community and that human interaction. So it's just another way for us to stay more connected. Yeah, I went to a brand power hour and I got one of the best contacts I've ever received out of it. She and I are so close now and so much growth and so much community has come out of just that one contact. And I found that whole conversation to be very, very community oriented, but very uplifting. Just like you said, you've curated a space that's very tactful and very impactful. And I think that you're right. I've been in part of several Facebook groups where I thought I was going to get so much out of it to find out, oh, this sucks. Like, I, don't, I don't even know why I'm here. I'm not, I keep commenting on things or I keep posting on things, but I'm not getting any kind of engagement out of it. Or it's the worst thing is when you have to um, post something and then, you know, obviously the admin has to approve it, but then you never hear from the admin. So they have all this authority over a group, but they yeah. have no voice within the group. So it's like, well, who is this person? (laughs) Right. I think if you lead the group, you have to lead the group, right? Right. You have to be present. But I think consistency is key. Like I know I post Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 8 a.m. That's when you, I schedule everything. And it's like a machine where it just generates, right? But I take time to curate the content that I want to share. Everything is under the umbrella of branding or visual storytelling. It's all on brand basically because I I practice what I preach but I try to keep it fun and I try to keep it engaging ask questions like fill in the blanks or asking questions that people can answer or you know tagging people that might be experts to help promote networking you know if, if I don't know something there's someone else in the group that will know something yeah and I've posted in that group I love being part of your group thank you for letting me be part of it and I've posted in there before and not only did I get so much engagement out of that post, but people were so kind. All these women, you know, they, they wanted to help and they wanted to share their voice. And I posted the same question. And I think about three or four other Facebook groups that I'm part of. And let me tell you the types of comments that I got in your group versus other groups was 10 times more 
grateful and kind and there's so much compassion but yet education the other groups i posted they were like you don't need branding branding stupid and i'm like <laughs> uh you clearly need it my friend <laughs> well, i'm happy to hear that that makes me so happy yeah so again very well curated space and you said you've been in business for 12 years, right? And then 18 years as far as an entrepreneur. Yes. So within that time, obviously imposter syndrome is a big one, right? The comparison syndrome is another one. What are some other fears that have kind of run in and out of your business for you? So there's, of course, you know, shiny object syndrome, seeing <laughs> like all of the things that everyone else is doing. And that goes hand in hand with comparison-itis, I'll call it, where you think everybody else is doing great and, you know, successful and they're doing these things and you feel like you should be launching something similar or you should be buying this course so you can get to where that other person is. And, you know, those are all human reactions, I think, especially in the online industry where you're being bombarded on social media and Facebook. If you're online, you're seeing all of this. And so what I try to practice is like keeping my eyes on my own paper. I know like in the past when I was just starting out, I would look at all of my competitors and I would obsess, you know, like look what they're doing. They're so successful. Look at their websites and their pricing is so high, but you have different phases and stages of your business and you have to be patient with yourself and grow that business. And the more clients you have, the more experience you have, which will add to raising your prices at some point, but it cannot happen overnight. You know, this is something I say over and over, like good branding doesn't happen overnight. A strong business doesn't happen overnight. There's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. And sometimes those businesses that you are envious of are not being transparent either. You know, pull the curtain and there's a lot of highs and lows that come along with entrepreneurship. And I really do try to be 100% transparent with the people that I work with so that they know exactly like what has been successful and what hasn't been successful. But I think... You know, sometimes seeing everybody's highlight reels can make you feel discouraged. And I'm definitely a victim of that. But I try to keep my eyes on my own paper. I try to just look at my own personal best of like what my goals are. And, you know, something that I've been practicing recently also is just like writing all of the small big wins like on a brain dump. And then looking at that and be like, okay, I'm good. You know, when I have ground that feels shaky, I go back and I look at that and I'm like, okay, I'm on your podcast. That is a great thing. Check. You know, I have a strong membership of 25 women that have committed to working with me. That's a check. And so sometimes we should take a moment, especially if we're feeling down and just write down all of the big, small successes. And it's just a good reminder that we are in the right place at the right time right now. Absolutely. So talking about some of those successes, when did you know that you really kind of had something here and when did you pop? I think when I niched down, like I said, when I really became focused on brand photography and I, I stopped even doing headshots, I was only doing brand photography. I had one package. I had one ideal client and I just spoke to that person. That's when my business started gaining traction because I wanted to be known for something and people were able to refer and remember me for that one thing. So I'm a big proponent in trying to narrow it down in the beginning, you know, finding that one package, that one client, that one problem that you're solving. And when you get success in that, then you can expand 
So I did that for about three years and then I expanded into doing the more strategy work as well. So now I'm under the umbrella of brand photography and branding, but it takes time. You know, I think when people start to ask you to speak on podcasts, like unsolicited for your topics, your themes that you're good at, when you're asked to speak at certain conferences, that's when you know things are working for you. When you can raise your prices and people don't even question it, and you're like, oh my God, they just didn't even say anything. They just said yes. Then you know you're onto something. When you are getting booked up, you, it's time to raise your prices. You know that you're onto something. This is all stuff that I tell my members. Like if you're too busy, you need to raise your prices because you don't want to be too busy. You want to have you know, less clients at a higher price point because then you won't get burned out, right? So I think those are all signs that you are in, on the right track. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Where do you see Mickey Photo and Co. going? What is your overall vision for your brand? So I think, you know, 2020 was a a tough year for many of us. The brand photography arm of my business took a a big hit, you know, being fully transparent. Like I am not able to photograph women in person just because they're wearing masks or it's unsafe or they feel insecure about that. They don't feel confident to be doing that. And so my big revenue generated took a big hit. So my hope for what's next for my business is I've moved to Maine and I have a new barn studio, which I just renovated. I really want to create it as a destination brand studio. I want to be the go-to New England brand photographer where they come to me in a safe environment that has been curated and created for that modern female entrepreneur where I have all the props that they need. I have the beautiful furniture. I have the beautiful backdrop and they can just show up and we can do photography. We can do branding. Hopefully maybe if the world opens up, we can do retreats. My dream has always been to create a community of dynamic brand builders of women that will be leaders and are like women to watch. And so I hope to continue that journey in the next year and and in the years to come. I love that. I really, I mean, I can see all that happening. So that's so cool. And I've been watching you build your barn. You've been posting about it and it's beautiful. You've done such a beautiful job with it. Yeah. I hope you can come once you move to Maine, you can come. I know. Countdown. We have an official (laughs) countdown of like less than seven days. So it's awesome. Okay, awesome. So we are now at Brains Behind the Brand. So this is something that I've made where it's really a peek behind the curtain. Now it's time to get to know you a little bit better as Malika. So what is your go-to after hours drink? Cabernet, red wine. Mm, Always. Yes, yes. (laughs) Same. And what are you loving most about living in Maine so far? I just think it's the natural beauty here during this very crazy time. I just, I love to just take a walk with my new puppy and be surrounded by this natural beauty, being near the ocean, being amongst like the forest and the trees. It's, it's just a beautiful, peaceful place. Yes, I completely agree. And Thanksgiving is this week. So what is something that you are showing gratitude for this year? So I think having my family, my son just came home from college this past weekend. So having the five of us together under one roof is a wonderful feeling because I've missed him so much. And that right now my family is healthy 
and everyone, even though we can't all be together, the extended family, that everybody is, is feeling healthy right now. And hopefully 2021 will open up and we can all get together again. Yes, I, that's the hope I feel like for, for everyone. So I really do hope that that happens. And you are a mom of three boys, right? Yes. Yes. I, so what do you feel like is the best thing about being a mom? Oh God, there's so many things. But I think the best thing about being a mom is, and now my kids are older, so they're 18, 16, and 11, is just seeing their personalities get shaped and how they become their own people. You know, for so long when they're little, they're kind of almost like a mirror view. You know, if you're, you're feeling something, they sometimes feel the same way. But as they get older and they develop their own interests and their own opinions, they're their own people. And it's just an amazing, especially like with my oldest son who went to college, like he is this young man with his own vision of the world and it's his like we've contributed obviously being his parents but like they're their own people and just to see them step into that with confidence is is amazing ah you are actually the third or fourth mom on my podcast to say that i love that that's like the best thing about being a mom because my daughter she'll be two in january and she's just starting to show us her real personality i mean just the way she problem solves and the way she speaks and the way that she asks for things, the way that she shows affection. It's so cool to watch all of it start to unfold. So I'm very excited that that's what you said as well. (laughs) And can you give a piece of advice for others starting or maintaining their own business? What's one piece of advice you'd give? So find a network, find a community, it is so hard to do this business on your own and you're going to hit some walls. We all do, you know, the highs and lows, but if you have a circle of people that you trust that have your back, that cheerlead you, that point out things that you may have done wrong. So like really the good stuff and the bad stuff that will take you so far. So find your people. Yeah, I agree with that. And can you please tell everyone where to find you and about this awesome product that you just launched? Sure. So you can find out more about me at my website, which is www.mikifoto.com. And it's M-I-K-I-F-O-T-O.com. Or on Instagram, my handle's at mikifotoco. And I just launched a new product called the Brand Confidential Blueprint, which is a mini course all about really developing the foundation of your brand, how to unlock your brand brilliance in 21 steps. I realize how it can be hard in the beginning, you know, when you're trying to figure out what your story is. And this tool is something that will break it down in sort of bite-sized chunks and ask you the right questions, give you the prompts and the exercises for you to start seeing what your brand story can really be. And that can be found at bit.ly slash brand confidential (laughs) blueprint. And of course, all of your links are in my show notes below so people can find you there as well. And the last question I have for you today is if you can leave the world with only a one word impression of you or your work, what would your word be? Confidence is my word. And I'm going to ask you to define it and its meaning to you. So I think confidence is finding your story, embracing your story, and being bold enough to share that story with the world. 
Mm -hmm. I love that. And I love you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm so excited that I got to interview you and that you're here with me today and that you're my last episode for 2020. Such an awesome way to end this year and kick off next year. And I'm so excited that hopefully we can work together soon. And Absolutely. just thank you so much. Oh my God. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. I loved chatting with you today and I am so grateful for the opportunity. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. I cannot begin to express all the gratitude I have for every guest that has come on in my first year of what you said. And for all of you listening, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm excited to announce that what you said and Kaylee LL Designs has officially moved back to my home state of Maine. In celebration of this, please join me next year as I celebrate so many Maine local and small business brand stories. And of course, if you're interested in learning more about today's guest, please check the show notes below for all the links. If you are or know someone who would be a great fit for the podcast and is a local small business owner with a story to tell, please visit www.kayleeelwelldesigns.com forward slash what you said podcast. Happy holidays and until next time.